Yo, welcome, episode 177. Wow. Yes, in the Brazilian Portuguese. Shout out all the colonizers. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. Episode 177. I'm glad I'm here. Thank you, colonizers. Whoa, sound like Soldier Boy. Um, we got a lot to talk about today. I'll wait. I'll wait. Um, today is the day after the beginning of the election, 2020 presidential election. The marathon. This is going down in history. We are recording on the day after the election. This is, this is a historical moment here. It really is because they're only every four years. In between that time period, we made a podcast was formed. And after after a year or so after Trump was elected, so a couple years after, a couple years after. So, yeah, we made it 2018. Here we are. We started, we made a podcast a few months after he got inaugurated. Okay, inaugurated. So January 17th. I mean, we we also got. Uh, I mean, he. I mean, he got elected in November. We started in May. We've been we've been here for the whole time. No deals. <laughs> <laughs> but I did get a reply back from the dude from uh, Peacock. Thank you, Peacock. Um, and you know that was nice. But yeah, so we're gonna. Of course, you know how we made a podcast does. We will be talking about the election. We will be talking about Champions League. We will be talking about soccer and stuff outside of soccer. That's what we do on the show. Today being Wednesday, um, the end of the third match day of Champions League uh, group stage. And we're going to hopefully also talk a little bit about Messi and his relationships with coaches recently. But as it stands now, since Caesar got like 12 screens in front of him, I'll let him pull up an election map of his liking, I guess. New okay, York I know. Caesar's on it. If you guys have been listening to We Made a Podcast since the beginning, which you have not, Caesar has changed a lot in these past three years plus. This is a, this is a guy, I think if I would have been telling you about an election map in June 2017, you'd be like, what for? Well, such, I mean, when you, you know, I don't know, I just, a little older, a little wiser. Yeah, I mean, that's a good thing, you know, people will change and mature. Um, and, I hope you know, I matured a little bit over the last three years. <laughs> absolutely. You, you, I always say that if I should hate the person I was the year before, I should think I was so whack last year, because that's how much I grew in this past year. It's bars. Um so yeah, I mean, Caesar's pulling up the election map. I think what's the electoral count as of right now? Uh, the electoral count right now is two sixty four for. Well, let me say this. Go, 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 ahead, go ahead and say two sixty four. Google is reporting that Arizona's locked in, but it, Arizona still has votes that are going to release tonight. I don't think it's locked in yet. It, it's locked in. It's locked in. Yeah, but I'm saying like it's not. Other other sites aren't aren't locking in. I'm down. We're going to lock it in. Let's just, let's uh, just 264 for Biden because he's won Michigan, Wisconsin, and Minnesota. All he needs is Arizona. All he needs is Nevada to wrap it up. Nevada has six electoral votes. He needs 270. He's going to be 264 he has right now. So just six more electoral uh, for him to win the presidency. 
Um, Trump is probably going to get Georgia, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, and mathematically, that's only going to get him 268, which becomes the closest presidential race in history of American politics since the Electoral College was adopted. Well, we'll also see with Pennsylvania. He might get Pennsylvania. He might not. He might, um, yeah, because uh, Pennsylvania, uh, Philadelphia County has not reported their votes in yet, and that's been a big Democratic place for a long time. It's like four hundred thousand votes from there, so it might even be a bigger gap. But if or by if Trump was to win PA, North Carolina, and Georgia, he still wouldn't have enough to win. The only way he could win is if he locks in either Arizona or Nevada, which honestly likely maybe Nevada, but I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, um, it is close. Um, we have Trump right now saying that, I mean, he's, I'm not even looking at what he's saying, but what I'm hearing is that he is just like all over the place. All his tweets are getting censored. <laughs> you know, when he posts, it's, it's like, you know, it's crazy. You know, your president's like wild when even porn doesn't get censored. Porn just shows on my Twitter like it's another day. I just see straight visual porn, but when he tweets, it's, Alexation Park, Bond, this is not real. I'm like, damn, you're literally a violent, you're like a violent, you're a bad person. Like, you're just a bad person. Like, like you, that doesn't you, happen to good people. Good people like, don't get their shit censored, dude. Like, yo, like, you can get straight up autoplay porn. <laughs> like, autoplay. You can get porn gifs. They just start. You you, you open a page, like, whoa, <laughs> that's a zoom in. And this, no, he writes, he's over here writing that, um, the, my favorite tweet, of course, is the legendary one everybody's talking about, <laughs> the Wisconsin one. We were up big before, all of a sudden we're down now. <laughs> and, he, and also Trump infamously in history called victory when states were at 30% votes counted, 45%, and, and swing states, 70%. I'm like, you know, like, 70% of a population of 10 million is a big number, right? Like, that's a big gap in a swing state, you idiot. Like, what are you doing? I mean, uh, he already, sadly, he had already planned to do this. Like, everybody knew he was going to do this. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. I, I think he actually got in some trouble for it because it looked like he got a little quieter today. Like, he wasn't as wild. But he still was – he still was – he still was wilding. But, I mean, yesterday I was like, you were definitely drinking or something. Dude. You're on – because even his own people, like, you know this is real – even Republicans were like, what are you doing, dude? Like, this is not <laughs> – this is murky yeah. waters. And it makes you think, like, moving forward, like, like there's, there's, like, Democrats, Republicans, and then there's Trump Republicans. You know, like, it's, it's almost tiered off. And you can see some of the traditional uh, uh, um, conservatives kind of moving away a little bit from, like, what Trump's doing. Like, that's a little bit much for them. Like, now you're kind of wilding. Maybe Trump's, like – gonna side with that QAnon chick and he's gonna like start a new uh new new gang or something like that you know with, with I, Kanye <laughs> um I don't even know like yeah it's it, it's funny because like yeah those kind of traditional conservatives like while he's been in power they just have to like ride his coattails um but maybe some of them are looking towards like I don't want to like maybe some of them are like I don't want to live under a Trump dictatorship and like they don't want to support Trump's subversion of democracy, and excuse me, they're also thinking about elections going forward. They're probably like, "Well, like you can't just delegitimize the whole thing because like we're trying to win elections at some point." You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, it's. I mean, I had a question for you also, but think about this: like you can't do that, but then also win the house, and almost, and now you're no, you're they didn't win the house; they're like split in the house. 
and way more than it was before, and you're about to win the Senate. So wait, like, do you believe in the process or no? Because if, you're, if your party wins the Senate, even if a Democrat wins president, your party wins the Senate and you get a lot more pe- seats in the House, that's also still a little bit of a win, too. That means just, I, a lot of people thought it was going to be a blue sweep for, for this based on what's going on. I'm saying people thought that. You're not even going to get that. You lost the Senate, which is big. Like, Senate is really big for bills being passed and what's going on in the country. So we'll see what happens. I had a question for you. I think this kind of goes on with, like, I've been seeing what, what people have been talking about. How are you feeling, like, in terms of, like, how the today's process? Like, are you are you fe- are you fearful of, like, what's going to happen in the aftermath? Do you feel comfortable? Are you nervous today? Because I have my opinions. I can tell you mine first, but I want to hear yours. No, no, you will not tell me yours. <laughs> um, <laughs> No, um, I, I can't remember. I think we were talking about it earlier, but um, yeah, I was more nervous a couple of days ago and I was kind of just thinking about like, um, just like the worst case scenarios. I was thinking about Trump, a Trump landslide. Um, and then that night, what was today, Wednesday? I want to say, yeah, Monday night, like I did some things, I talked to some people and I was like feeling a lot better. And then yesterday, like when, like once the election kind of started, like I'm just like chilling. Um, I wasn't at any point like nervous for real. The only part, the only time was because I went to soccer and like for anybody that don't know, like, like Caesar and I both live in LA County, but I live like very well, I guess actually we both kind of live right on the border of Orange County now. <laughs> Yeah, we do. Yeah, <laughs> you're more but, north. You're like more yeah. east. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. Yeah, just <laughs> different parts of that. But um, yeah. So I just took Chapman all the way down. So like I'm going through. Uh, I'll leave out Buena Park. Well, actually, no. I'm going through Buena Park, Fullerton, Placentia, and then to your Belinda. So it's like more conservative as you go to like the highest level of conservative, like the most basically like most white conservative, you know, part of Orange County. Like I, who was born there? Was it Nixon or Reagan? One of them. Nixon. Nixon. There's a library in Placentia. Okay. Um, <laughs> and I was like, okay, like I'll kind of, and I, and I wasn't really checking stuff, but I was like, okay, like I'll, if there's like hella Trump people out and they're just kind of like out there doing, waving flags and stuff, like I'll be like, damn. <laughs> but there, was, there wasn't like nothing, dude, like nothing. Granted, in the past, I want to say in the past week, you see more like trucks with the Blue Lives Matter flags and like Trump flags, whatever. But I mean, you see in American flags, you see that. But there was like, and even coming back, like there was nothing to indicate anything crazy. And I'm not like, I'm not personally scared of like right wing Trump supporter violence. Like, I'm not like afraid of that. They might get out there, but I'm not scared of them. I was more afraid of a Trump landslide, and now that that's not the case, even if Trump ends up winning, like, I'm, I'm more, like, at ease. Mm. Interesting on your last sentence. I didn't really expect that, but I, I, that's cool. I think for me, one of the, the things I didn't even bring up to you on my drive back home from San Diego, um, I Did went you- – but I, I didn't go from San Diego off the five. If anybody knows San Diego, I came from North County area, so off that like fifteen going down to the to the five. Hold on. So wait a minute. Wait a minute. You did you go to on the fifty two? 
Like, yeah, okay, like, well, like I was in North County, so by like like Carmel Mountain, Scripps, kind of that area. So going so did down, you, going down to the five to go home. So you went on the street or on a freeway? Freeway, like going. I was so, going from the street to freeway. So you took a, a freeway from like the fifteen over to the five. Yes. Okay, gotcha. So that's I came from that area. Going like so, I came from the mount, the hills of San Diego, I guess. When I was up there, I the minute I leave my friend's house, there's a booth in the front. That's like Trump gear, like buy your Trump stuff. Like one person. I was like, man, like, all right. And then I get in a car, I get on a freeway. There's a, a milk, there's like a motorcade for Trump, two cars going like 35 miles per hour with the worst that's in a freeway. I'm like, damn, must be nice to do what you want with Trump flags, one in a Corvette and then one in like a, a, a some other truck or whatever. And oh, Camaro. And I'm like, and I remember like driving home, I'm like, that's it? Like, kind of thinking, like, I, uh, like, like, I know I live in California, and I remember everybody was kind of sweating about what was going on. I kind of really wasn't, I wasn't sweating, especially, like, I'm like, they're not going to get in California. Like, the, even if even if the indicator that would be, like, seeing more people. Uh, did you see the numbers for California? Like, it wasn't even a, a, like, like, they made it seem like they're, like, it's some big thing going on, uh, especially in Cali. Like, oh, my God, look at the people that want some stuff here in these states. I'm like, those cities... I'm like, there's traditional Republican cities in California for a long time. A Democrat's never going to win in some of these cities. Like, it's generational. It's going to stay this way. But they have no real impact on the state. Like, people misunderstand, like, don't understand how big San Francisco is. Like, how big Los Angeles. Even Los Angeles is so big and so many stars. It's a largely Democratic city. Like, it's big. It's huge. But there wasn't really nothing crazy. Like, nothing, nothing, like... I, I was trying to, I was telling my friend that I think that a lot of what you're feeling is fear instilled by people that want to cause voter intimidation. And some of the, like when they're doing it, them, like it's too late, dog, I already dropped the ballot off. You can't, I can't go back and change it for you. Like you can't sweat me anymore. It's already done. Like I went to, I went to Long Beach City College. I walked in, dropped it off, walked back. It's all good. 1.2 mile walk. It was uh, over. <laughs> but I do want to say because um, there was like a big Trump train motorcade in San Diego because uh, KD oh, really? I must it. have missed that one. I was I, I think that was in close to downtown. I wasn't close to downtown. I was yeah. I was in the mountain area. You you well it it came up to five and maybe you just ended up missing it. What what time did you leave? On sun on uh, Sunday. Yeah. Uh, I left two three ish, two ish. Okay, so you were after it. Because okay, maybe was, those guys left the thing. Maybe they're leaving it. They were it was like it, it was like one forty or one fifty or something like that. Where yeah. they, and it was a lot of them, and it would they were like going slow on the freeway. But like you must with, have been just headed to the crib after. Yeah, but but yeah, but even with that, it's like but that doesn't mean anything. That just means that like like and and, and like I was telling you, um, you know these they have these little like rally protests. I don't want to know what you want to call it. Um, here off Beach and Imperial. I, I drove by. I actually like seen them two times. Yeah, it, it's a decent amount of people. But like, yo, like when the when the Black Lives Matter protest was going down, like we we shut it down. Like like you can like we you can shut it down. Yeah, like and also like like y'all are out there waving flags and cheering for a billionaire. Like you're corny. We're doing it for 
civil rights and justice and fairness in the world. You're doing it for somebody who's been famous for 40 years, silver spoon in his mouth, alleged billionaire. And and you're doing it in a state that he doesn't give two Fs about. Like, he literally didn't even really give any effort, California. He doesn't even care. He knows. it's. He literally only kept going back between rallies in Texas, Philadelphia, like on these, in Michigan, like, he was rotating the 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 swing. We're not a swing state. So the 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 best example you gave is that Black Lives Matter happened. A man died under a police officer's kneecap. We were like, "That's enough. That's enough." Masses of people came out in largely white cities, largely Republican cities. Was protest in Irvine, California, was a protest, and that's a Republican city they can get. One of the safest cities in America. So a super Republican. There was there was protest, protests all over the place. There was protests in the Netherlands. It's 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 all over the place. Trump is about to get elected. Everybody act like it's some powerful machine. What showed here is the real machine is the people because voter turnout was exceptionally high. Records all across the country. Joe Biden, if he wins, now let's take this for a minute. How freaking popular was Obama? When Obama won, I've never seen a crowd of people cry so much. The whole damn, I I got emotional. The whole damn crowd was crying. I was young. I was like, what's going on? Damn, is this, is this Jordan or something? What are we so happy about? Jesus Christ. The whole crowd was crying like, like the baby Jesus arrived. Joe Biden is right now with 71 million votes. That's, that's the last year was like 66 just for the winner. It's a 71 million votes right now. So that's just that that shows you the turnout was serious. Even during the pandemic, people were like, no, I'm getting my damn vote there no matter what. Like my vote's gonna get there. Arizona, 85% were mail-in votes. They wasn't playing no game. So shout out to the people that regardless of what president wins, I'm happy the people showed up. Like the people came through. It wasn't like uh, uh, like Trump is trying to make this into a scheme game, like, oh, uh, I gotta. I'm gonna send my lawyers to go talk to Wisconsin and talk to Michigan because that's BS. That's BS. Regardless of all that, the numbers are big, and that makes me the happiest. Regardless, I want to see like Brazil won on some super. Brazil's election sucked because the numbers were all screwed and low. Like those were low numbers because Lula wasn't allowed to vote. I mean, allowed to be a a, a a president. This one, big numbers. Big shout out to America for coming through. At least they wanted to do something to take control of this in their own hands. Yeah, it's nice. Like when when we recorded last night uh, for the uh, election stuff, like somebody had asked, like whether like what's my level of optimism and pessimism, and I mean I kind of went off for a while, but like really I was just like I I can't like 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 what what is there to be pessimistic about like we're going to be fighting no matter what like whoever is in office i would rather not see trump there but we still we still got to fight regardless like we got to fight to change culture like that's what like we got to fight to make it so like somebody like trump is just like 100% like 95% laughable how like how like you and i felt about him when he went down that escalator like 95% like we got to make it so like he gets Kanye numbers <laughs> yeah. like, and that's going to, that takes a cultural shift. And what I said last night, like I would like, I'd be a coward to be pessimistic. Like that's scary talk. Like we got to do the work no matter what. And we're going to do it no matter what. 
but when it comes to like changing things on a systematic level, you need to have people in office that you can, like you need to, we need to go as far away from fascism as possible. Trump doesn't believe in democracy and we have like a semblance of democracy here that we're trying to make better. We, yeah. we can't have somebody who does not believe in democracy. No, you're not going to fix things by by bringing someone that wants to wants to bring dis, demolish it and then run it on their terms. That's not how we create, fix, and bring new because that just becomes author, authoritarianism. Like he's making his own system of government. That's not what I want. I would rather have someone Biden in. So then we go. Okay, here's an example we have. We have democracy here. We have diplomacy. This is what he's doing that's wrong. And look, it's still not helping. What can we do to fix this? Okay, that, that's what the foundation is. You have to have a foundation to begin building anything. And I think after what happened last four years, we're, we're showing what the results of how the world, how America's voting and hopefully how things come through without any uh, fugaziness. I've said that word a long time. Um, hopefully we have something to build on from here. Maybe oh, Biden isn't going to be, I don't think Obama's going to be the person, but it doesn't matter. It's the beginning. It's a start. You got to start somewhere, you know, to lead to your future leaders to bring change to, to our culture has been really disgusting. You know, the, the society has been gross. The feeling has been gross. And it sucks to live in a country that you're honestly not proud to live in. That's a sucky feeling, you know? Like, it, it's – it just – it does. It, it, I don't want to feel like that anymore. I want to be – I want to go back to the old days of watching the World Cup and be like, come on, Mary, let's go. It's not happening right now. I'm not, I'm not feeling the juice right now. I'm not feeling it. <laughs> like, honestly, I mean, like, I've never been, like, a super – I, I I was doing that more in the World Cup just to spite the the. Yeah, the that's, what I wanna, that's what I'm trying to do too. <laughs> <laughs> like we were trying to spite certain people. That yeah, we, we was just we wanted to, we were just going a little hard for the for yeah. underdog. It's all good. Yeah, exactly. That, I mean, that's really what it was. Um, yeah, I know. But yeah, like it's um, it'll be nice to have Trump out of office. It'll be nice if he doesn't like like. I'm I'm at the point like I can't even stand to hear his voice. Like anything I was watching and they play a Trump clip, I just fast forward it. I don't want to hear his voice. I don't want to have nothing to do with Donald Trump for the rest of my life. Unless he's like crying and admitting his crimes and the stuff that he did that's unforgivable. You put him on the block list like I do. It's fun. <laughs> um, I don't block him though for this election. Yeah, but um, yeah, like both of us voted. Um, both of us are you know kind of participating in the political media sphere with the power report and um yeah you can find that on our twitters and stuff and we have links to power report with the big homie dan and sean and yeah we'll we'll we'll, we'll keep on doing the things because really it's too close so we still got a lot of work to do we got a lot of work to do to make it so Trump's toxic, insecurity, male chauvinistic idiocy is not attractive. Exactly. And his racism and his xenophobia and just like his lifestyle, like we got to make, we got to make it so people don't look at that as like, oh, that's cool. We got to look at somebody like that and be like, no like get out of here like we want somebody with principles and morals to be like in this seat and yeah we're going to do that regardless and 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 just to like make it all the way clear at, at no point am i or either of us saying like biden is the <laughs> is the um 
the answer for that. He's not the solution, but it's a step in a better direction than Trump. Hmm. Uh, I have no problem when people have um, the opposing views in political parties. You know, my, 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 the family that my second family has, has been notably Republican in the past and they've supported, you know, a different policy and different type of government. That's fine. That's the point of democracy. That's the point of just having democracy. You're able to choose, you know, you're able to, to pick what's the better life, but that does not involve, you know, racism. That doesn't involve intimidation of voters. That doesn't involve some of the disgusting things and misogynistic things. We don't need that. That's not, that's not a system of government. That's just disgusting. So get that out of here. Ready to start new. Let's go. I'm ready. Yes, and with that, uh, we'll start talking about football. Um, yeah, well, and also, like, whenever we record next time, uh, we'll probably be talking about the election again. <laughs> we'll definitely know the results by then, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully after that, we won't need to anymore, but maybe, like, four weeks from now. I mean, whatever, you know what, I'm, I'm taking this result right now. We want uh, uh, a Biden one, period, done. <laughs> Okay, um, but yeah, so I watched a, I watched some, um, some, some Champions League games. I actually watched, did I, did I watch Real Madrid versus Wesca? I didn't watch the whole thing, but um, really quick about Real Madrid versus Wesca that happened last weekend, Real Madrid um, won 4-1. I was really happy to see Hazard not only scored, but took a shot from outside the box Um it was a really great left foot shot. Hazard is able to do that. So I'm not like surprised by that, but I was happy that he like looked up and, and shot the ball because that's what he's been needing to add in his game. Um, but we'll talk about Real Madrid versus Inter in a second. I did watch Locomotive Moscow versus Atleti. <laughs> what? Only, to, only, only for the Suarez tracker, sir. Only. Um, here, let me, let me just say really fast. First half, two good plays, four bad plays. One of those bad plays was a yellow card for bugging the ref when the ref is like looking at the VAR TV. Suarez goes over there and is like still like pestering him when he's like right next to the VAR uh, TV and the ref gave him a yellow card. Unbelievable, dude. Like you're 35, dog. Like, what are you doing, homie? Um, and then the second half, three bad plays. No, I'm sorry. Hold on. In the first half, two good plays, four bad plays. Second half, three good plays, four bad plays. In total, five good plays, eight bad plays. He played the entire 90 minutes, which is always a mistake for him. He still can't run. Um, he had a couple shots, but like, it, 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 they they tied Locomotive Moscow 1-1, and I really feel bad for um, Joao Felix every time I see him out there with Luis Suarez. Every um, time I look at Joao Felix, I think to myself, sometimes that money was – the money was going to come regardless, dog. Like, damn, like, it, it's just like, oh, that's just not – so much talent. Just when you watch him play Portugal, like, whoa. <laughs> you watch him play for – I think you go, Oh, that sucks. <laughs> like, it's just like it, you're literally. It's like you're making. It's like you're taking off one of his legs. It's just like you're limiting this man so much. Poor guy. Yeah, because he's a really good player. Like you see his ability and his talent and his athleticism, 
but it's just hard for him to get anything cracking. Um, but also news for Atleti, they did sign Kongdobia. They did because they hate Bam. They signed Kung Dobi. They want Bam to watch more Atletico matches. <laughs> they want Bam to suffer more. So Bam's over here, poor guys watching Russia, Russian teams versus Atletico right now. Um, I think that's a good signing. Obviously, like, how, how the hell could you go wrong? I mean, this is arguably one of the most underrated defensive midfielders on the entire planet. The original Kung Dobia tracker came from this show right here. And there's a reason for it. The man hardly ever makes mistakes. He only makes positive decisions in the field, and he's not always backpassing either, which I love. He does the going forward. He doesn't make mistakes, and he's dangerous. That's a great great size, great ability. Great signing for Atletico Madrid. Yeah. Um, they got some special um, thing to sign him because of the Partey transfer, um, which is why it's so late. Um, they got, like, one transfer they could get before November 6th. But, um, yeah, we'll see if uh, if he's able to do much there. I mean – Atleti has a lot of midfielders, um, but yeah, you know I love him, and he he was my 2018 We Made It Award Player of the Year winner. But Atleti won one against Lokomotiv Moscow. Oh, and actually, I wasn't too sad about watching Lokomotiv Moscow because I was hoping to see my boy Adair come in, but he did not. <laughs> well, you know who plays for them? Your boy Zay Luis. What? For Lokomotiv yeah. Moscow? Yeah. Oh, and, I mean, this is random, but uh, your boy Krakowiak, too, the Polish guy, he plays for them, too. Yeah, right. <laughs> like and he, like, grew some hair in the ponytail. looks kind of cool. I was like, who is that? I'm like, oh, is Krakowiak wearing number seven? <laughs> <laughs> I remember he was number That's 10 for... I was, I was remember, I remember he was wearing 10 for Poland. I was like, this is ridiculous right now. <laughs> this is ridiculous. The best thing about watching Champions League, you get to see some of the players like, oh, snap, there he is. Yo, you, you made out the gutter. I see you playing Champions League. <laughs> you feel me? Um, okay, so I did watch Real Madrid versus Inter. Um, really good match there. Uh, did you watch it or no? The what game? Real Madrid Inter. Absolutely, I watched it. Okay. I did put before the game, I was okay, Hazard starting. I was like, man, I'm starting to feel bad for Isco, dude. Like, I miss watching Isco play, man. What's the deal? I, I really miss the Isco Disco, man. That was good times. Like, come on, dude. I want to watch Isco play. It's my guy. Um, but anyway, let's see. Uh, where to start? Well, on the there was some good stuff going on early. Um, there was a shot by Asensio that was um, on target in the fourth minute. 14th minute, there was a good shot by Vidal. Um, Valverde scuffed a shot, like, right in front of the goal. He, like, hit her off the ground and went over the bar. But in the 25th minute, um, Benzema scored. There was, like, an, some kind of weird error back pass by Hakimi. With I mean, there was, like, somebody could argue there was a foul on Hakimi by Mendy. Mm. But, I mean, and I like the little. Yeah, he did nudge him. I mean, it doesn't have to be a foul, but I wasn't. I wouldn't have been surprised if they did call it a foul. I don't even know what he was doing trying to make that back pass, though. Like that was kind of weird. It was. It was. No matter what, if it's a foul, not a mistake on his end because it was a terrible. It was a terrible decision, dangerous play, and I was like, oh, of course. (laughs) When he did that, I was like, of course, Hakimi (laughs) does something to to ruin your defensive skill and the defensive play. Nice. 
Yeah, should be should be an assist for Mindy, um, but it was really great by Benzema. He didn't. He did definitely did not have to score that. He had to get over the um, goalie. He nearly fell. I think he really showed his balance and athleticism on that play to get the ball in there um, and to like keep the rock. So yeah, that was a nice goal by Benzema. Not too long later, thirty three thirty third minute goal by Sergio Ramos, header off of a corner. Classic Ramos there. But right after that, your boy Laturo Martinez scored that goal. Beautiful flick by your boy Barella. I thought it was Vidal at first. I was like, oh, damn, look at Vidal. They're doing things. I was like, Barella? Some Italian dude is doing stuff like that? The hell? Yeah, he's a little baller. That little Barella dude's a baller. Nothing yeah. but whatever, whatever about him. This is a little tower. ridiculous, man. Jesus Christ. What a, what a great goal. It's not an easy goal to do. Um, yeah, he had uh, Veron on his back. He had to run on his back. I mean, I want to keep it real. I kind of thought, like, maybe he could have – you don't think the goalie could get that? Okay, the only well, – Why didn't okay. the goalie spread legs instead of dive shoulder? I, I would have went for the splits kind of thing more than this thing. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, you're well, 68 I'm, or some shit, man. I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just say, like, I, like in that – I'm sure Courtois did, like, what he – the best thing he could do. Okay. It was tough because, like, even for Veron, like, you're not expecting that pass to come like that. Like, that was, like, an amazing pass, like, flick by Barella. Like, you're not expecting – like, when Laturo's coming centrally, like, you're just on his back because you're not expecting that ball to get there. And when it does, it's like, oh, damn. <laughs> like, yeah. That was really nice. Like, very – like, whenever you get that ball right behind the back line and right in front of the goalie in a little pocket – talent dude that's real that's really good yeah um so so yeah so enters back in the game um Vidal got a yellow in the 44th minute there was a lot of people slipping in the field in the first half but that kind of um went away the second half from what I remember I believe that's an artificial turf field they play on so I think um I don't I don't think it's natural grass I think it's like more artificial so probably probably, probably a blend yeah some kind of blend and I remember like in a previous match I watched, and they were kind of slipping a little bit too. It gets like that when it's raining on that field, so it kind of mm-hmm. sucks. I mean, okay. obviously, it's not, it's not to the standard that Bernabeu is, so it's True. like what the what the Castilla players play on and stuff like that, so. Yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> halftime 2-1, Real Madrid. I put it was pretty even. Uh, okay, so in the second half, Inter was, like, I'm going to give Conte credit. I'm sure this is his idea. And I feel like they were doing this some in the first half, too. I can't really remember. But they were pressing hard and making Real Madrid give it back to Courtois and make Courtois launch it. And it never worked once. <laughs> that, that was, like, a really good tactic. Like, not and, – and different from – the uh, what's his name? Krakauer saying that, like, pressing isn't a tactic. But this was different. They were pressing it to make them pass it to Courtois. And Courtois is not a very accurate passer of the ball when he's got to put it in the air. Um, he just boots it. Like, he's not even – he's not trying to, like, pick out anybody. He just boots it. So that was really good by Inter early in the second half. They were having a lot of success, like, getting a lot of possession. Um, I put that Real Madrid should put in either Isco or Modric, but – Zidane made the decision to put in Vinicius Jr. and Rodrigo for Hazard and Asensio. I don't know if Hazard got hurt. Uh, no, he didn't. 
No? Okay. No, he just did his double sub. Okay. Hazard was actually – I thought they were going to give Hazard today off because he just played and they made him play today. I was like, okay. Yeah. And we didn't even talk about it. I didn't think Hazard did too bad in the first half either. Um, yeah, he was decent. He was decent. I, I thought he's pretty. I thought he's. I thought what I liked about him was funny. Is he was actually looked pretty dangerous when he was coming centrally. So sometimes he was rotating back and coming the ball up a little bit in the middle. He looked. He looked. He looked like just a, a really easy going uh, uh, midfielder doing his thing. And what I agree with is one hundred percent. The most dangerous opportunities Real Madrid have is when they actually were building offense off their off their like half courtish offense. You know, when they were trying to build up that pass that goes from Mendy over to 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 um, Asensio or when they brought in the, the Brazilians when they were giving it to Rodrigo or Vinny. Rodrigo, every time he got the ball, was doing a give and go and beeline in for the goal. So you could tell there was something going on here. But giving it to Courtois was really making it hard for Real Madrid to transition into that offense. So big credit to them. And they, they had the formation for it. They had the, the fullbacks kind of pressed up high uh, with, with Hakimi and, and, and Ashley Young. How the hell he's still playing, I don't know. Pressing up high just – harassing uh, Real Madrid a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it ended up working. There, they would never show this in a highlight package, but there was, like, some play where Mendy got the ball, like, way on the back line and just, like, shook somebody and, like, ended up getting the ball out, like, basically by himself because they were still pressing, and he just, like, got around somebody and, like, somebody else and, like, got the ball, like, actually going. I was like, geez, he's just so good and confident. It's amazing. But um, Okay, in the 66th minute, there was a – this might have been after Mindy did all that. There was a Vasquez shot that went wide. Uh, it was a close shot that went wide. But in the 68th minute, uh, Perisic scored. Um, like, what – like, Ramos said, like, went up. Like, okay, Ramos had tackled the ball, but the ball ended up going to, like, somebody on Inter who, like, headed it over to, I guess it was Lotaro. And then Lataro was able to get it to Perisic. Perisic put in a nice left foot shot um, that, you know, it wasn't easy. It could have gotten saved, but he just picked it out. So now it's 2-2 in the 68th minute. Um, and, and after that, man, Inter had – Inter was putting it on Real Madrid. 75th minute, there was a Lotaro shot that was just wide. 76th minute, there was a Perisic shot that was just wide. Um, then in the 78th minute, Modric came on for Tony Cruz and things got a little bit better for Real Madrid. You have a midfielder that is like more adept at keeping possession and keeping the ball on his feet and running around. Um, and the 80th minute goal by Rodrigo. Um, it was a really, gr- really good by Valverde to get the ball and go forward and like, like make some space for himself on the guy that was in front of him. Then he just released Vinicius Jr. out deep um, down the left side, who put in a nice left foot cross. I honestly think he wanted to get it to Benzema, but it ends up ends up going curling over to Rodrigo. Rodrigo settles it on his right foot very calmly and puts it in the back of the net, um, like even out of the reach completely of. I, I'm, I'm assuming that Inter still has Handanovic. I have no idea. But um, really good uh, shot by Rodrigo. Um, oh, man, 83rd minute, Benzema also almost had a nice shot in there. And, yeah, the game ended 3-2. Real Madrid really needed that coming off that draw to Borussia Mönchengladbach. 
and the loss to Shakhtar. Um, they really needed that win. I think, um, I'll, actually, I'll get into the standings after we talk about these games. But um, yeah, it showed a lot of character. I even think the Muchengladbach uh, match showed a lot of character by Real Madrid, and this one did too. And, you know, the, uh, the manager's going to get credit for the subs. I don't really believe in that, but like, if you're gonna take that narrative, like the two, the the first two subs that Zidane did, like they both combined for the goal that made them win the match. I mean, I'm gonna give credit to some subs because I've seen managers not make subs and then come on out like we could have did it. And in the past, I've seen Real Madrid's former managers make some subs. I'm like, what the hell are you doing out here, man? Like, I've always thought that Zidane was actually pretty good with subs, and I always kind of respect him for it. He did a pretty good job putting players in. But, I mean, how long are you going to get Punvini in the game? Jesus Christ, you have Vinicius Jr. And, and like, it, it's funny, like, I don't want to – I'm not trying to cramp on Rodrigo's style. Like, you got that goal. It was nice, nice finish. You got a much stronger foot than Vinicius Jr. But I saw his build-ups to the previous play. No real one-on-ones, just giving goals, running straight to the corner. You got that because Vinny made it all happen. Dog, Vinny was ridiculous. He was ridiculous. He had a couple plays where he was – he was destroying them so much. They literally were just grabbing him to stop him from moving. They just started grabbing him. That's all they could do. And then he was like, you know what? I'm just going to cross all these with my left foot. That's it. I'm like, oh, my God, dude. What? <laughs> You're just using your left foot to easily cross these balls. Such a talented player. So great connection by them. Great um by Rodrigo. It almost sucks. It almost like Rodrigo was supposed to be a striker in his lifetime. But he's just like too small. Like he, he he's supposed to be like a, a center forward. Like when I'm watching, like that's where he like should be playing center forward, just running over there and making these runs. Like he's like Gabriel Jesus, something like that. But like unfortunately, he's just not big enough. He's just like kind of small. Rodrigo is a right back, sir. Uh... <laughs> the man scores today, and Bam says he's a right back. He's a right back, sir. Okay, who who'd be a better? Who's a better winger, Danilo or Rodrigo? Like right back is Danilo, but like winger, winger, Danilo. <laughs> Come on, man, you're messed up, dude. You're Danilo, mean. Danilo's <laughs> faster. Danilo's faster. I'll give it to him. Um, is he, hmm? is he a really Danilo? Uh, Danilo, uh, Brazilian, Danilo, Egyptian, Danilo. Yeah, but I mean, they're both he's, Egyptian. He he can run, dog. He's fast. He's not faster than Rodrigo. Caesar stop it. Danilo like can get – He ain't faster than Rodrigo. Rodrigo got them young knees. I mean, maybe, but, I mean, in his day, Danilo was fast. Okay, yeah. They're both Egyptian, though, by the way. Uh, Danilo – I mean, uh, Rodrigo kind of looks Pakistani or something. like. He does, right? <laughs> well, I don't well, know what the hell is that? What the hell going down in Brazil? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, after you see the picture of my dad, anything's possible, right? Facts. <laughs> Um, so yeah, Real Madrid 1 3 2. Also, watch Bashak Shahir versus Man U. I was really only trying to watch to see if Cavani would start, he did not. Um, but he did get in the game later. Um, really funny match here. Man U started one Mata. I, it's funny, like for me, I'm like, why don't you just start Paul Pogba every match? But they did not. Man U started with. Juan Mata, Van de Beek, and Bruno Fernandez. And all three of them kind of do the same thing. Like they all kind of want to be in the same area because, because they also had um, 
Matich. So Matich is like the CDM. So it ends up kind of like Monta Fernandez and like Vanderbeek is just like, you got too many of the same kind of midfielder there and it just didn't really work. Um, Especially for me, Juan Mata and Bruno Fernandez together, I, I don't like that. I like I like a swap for that because they're both just like kind of crafty center attacking mids with a good foot and obviously some good passing. I don't like them both being the same time. It's like it's almost like you want to you don't want to have two East Coast on the field. You want to have an East Coast replacing the East Coast so they can both do the same thing, exiting the other space, taking that spot. So yeah, I don't like that either. I thought it was a really weird midfield formation. When I saw that too because I watched a little bit of the game. Well, I was watching a real game. I was like, mm, "This is a weird formation I got going on here." Yeah, it's just weird players to have on the pitch. Like Bruno Fernandez liked the ball at his feet a lot. Vanderbeek liked the ball at his feet a lot. Mata not as much, but like it was just weird. Um, there was like one point I put like, "Yo, these guys are all in the same space." But um, it was really funny the first goal by Bashachi here. When I saw it, I was like, "What the hell? How did he end up that open by himself?" <laughs> like. I don't really remember what happened, but he just ended up open wide by himself, like before the halfway line, and just somebody released. He's like he's like standing there with his hands like here, here, <laughs> and like the dude just releases him. He takes it down like like you know it's bad when like Mata just chasing him like ridiculous and he scores that goal 1v1 against Dean Henderson it wasn't an easy goal by any means but um he put it in the back of the net controversial call after that though Demba Ba was doing his thing 20th minute I don't know how to pronounce his last name I'm gonna say Tuan Zebe the, oh, yeah, the Antoine's Antoine Zebe rich homie Tuan Zebe oh. <laughs> um, Dimbaba had like another like long ball over to him and Antoine Zebe was on his back and fouled him like when they're going for they're both going for the ball and I'm like yo like he's the last defender dude the ref gave Antoine Zebe a yellow card I'm like yo he's the last defender like that's a red card yo I'm like, yo, like there was some other menu defenders like around, but they were behind them. I'm like, he's the last defender. If that's if it's a foul in that situation, like that's a red card. You trying to pull it up? I'm I'm watching the thing right now, but go ahead. I'm just watching. Watching what they left. Don't, don't tell me you watch election map. No, I'm watching the, the I just saw the Denbargar goal again right now. Okay, so the the, the talking about the yellow he got, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's see it again. Oh, but that's a red card. You can't do that, though. Last defender. There's literally last defender. That's, that's a red card. You can't red give that ref. You can't give a yellow for that, dude. Dude, that's uh, last defender. You feel me? <laughs> At least go to VAR for it. I was, I was like, yo, what, what's going on? And the the Bishakir players like, yo, are like, like one of them was like laughing. He was like, are you kidding me? Yeah, it doesn't matter. Even if you trip his foot, like. Regardless, it's the right card. You impeded his progress, especially when this is the man who just scored a similar goal before. Well, of course, he's a lot less open on this one. The other one, he literally was just like running a route by himself. Um, um, but but this one, like, it, it, it's another open. It's about to be another one on one with the goalie. You, you can't do that, dude. I'd be pissed. I'd, I'd get a red so, card for complaining. 
Caesar, I was I was thinking about if I was the coach for Bashachir. I'm getting thrown out the game. I would be so mad. <laughs> like, getting thrown I, out the game. Like I would be like, please give me the NFL coach headphones so I can throw them down right now. <laughs> <laughs> Someone give me that big old Logitech headset so I can just slam it down like the coaches do. That $190 headset and just slam it on the ground. Caesar, I swear to you, you would not be able to stop me in that for that call because if the ref was just like, okay, it's just an incidental foul and didn't give a card, I'd be like, okay, like that's kind of, like I'd be like, okay, like you're you're using your judgment as a ref and you're just saying like they just kind of got tangled up, but I don't want to give a card. If you're gonna pull a card out, that card better be red, dude. So it's a last defender, automatic red. There's no, there's no discussion about it. That's a red. Like if you're pulling a card out you're behind the player, dude. There's no way, man. If you're pulling a card out, it better be red. I, I literally would not. I like, I, I would lose it, dog. Like I would literally lose it. There's no way I could. They, he would definitely eject me from the match. I'd be like, whatever, dude, because you're a cheating liar, bastard. Uh, yeah, for real. Um, but anyway, getting back to the game, because I, I could go about that um, very long. Still in the first half, another goal by um, Bashak Shahir. Some dude named Visca. Somebody crossed the ball. One of, like I love a dummy when it's just like, well, actually, I don't know if Dumbabon dummied it or just kind of like used, like did like kind of like a back heel. Back heelish kind of dummy. Yeah, yeah. It was like somewhat dummy, somewhat like give it a little bit more gusto. So Denver might have had a goal and assist today. Or, or you know, we want to also a little bit – I'm going to bring out the We Made an Investigation Police. We Made an Investigation Police on Juan Mata, dog. That's a Ooh. weird play, dude. It because was. when he got the ball, I remember thinking to myself, wait a minute, like, is he about to score on, on, on Manu? <laughs> he, like, was running with so much conviction down the left line towards the goal. I'm like, yo, okay, dog, but, you even um, want to try to turn? Like, you're running towards, like, a winger. Is he a winger for Bajakshir now? Okay, but Caesar, who was that that gave him that really bad pass? Was that Bruno Fernandez? Uh, I think. Because I think it was. I think it was two. Cause that was a weird. Like I don't know what it that was. Pass um, was. It was. He gave him like a lob back pass. I'm like, dog. <laughs> what kind of? What are you doing? Is this what they taught you? Yeah, it was weird. It's like a mini punt. Like, what are you doing, dude? like just let it Honestly, go, dude. Back, but but the way he ran it down, it looked like it's like they formulated a play to get scored on. I'm like, <laughs> was that you never and I th- back pass like that? You forward pass like that? You never give it to your own team like this? It, it, it also looked like you could tell Juan Mata is so washed on that play. It's like yeah, oh, he, had, he had no speed. <laughs> he was running. It was all arm movement. Yeah, like, like it's his legs. Yeah, dog. I was like, oh man, you're so slow, dude. It was like, funny because. He's like trying to push people all the way to get to the goal. He's still too late. Like I'm like dog. Like this this dude with the ball has burned you so hard. Like my coach used to say, no one should ever beat you in a foot race if they have the ball in their foot. <laughs> but he has, uh, that's not happening in this case. He got smoked. Ask, ask Max Gridell <laughs> do what he did to Danny Alves. Um, but yeah, like yeah, it was it was a it was a. 
bad back pass by Bruno Fernandez. You put Juan Mata in a bad spot. Juan Mata does not need to be starting. I don't know. Like, I mean, granted, you're going to get paid a hell of a lot playing for Man U, even if you're riding pine. But, like, that dude's got to go to Italy, dude. Like, you got to go to Italy, man. <laughs> like, go to Italy, dude. You see, it's long time is 45, and he's still putting up numbers. Like, just go he's to getting, Italy. Man, he's 444 still scoring. Yeah. But, yeah, so um, Demba Ba with the assist dummy, uh, dummy assist. And your boy Visca put it right on the other side of the inside the net. Nice goal. 2 0 to Bashaksha here at that point. But 43rd minute, your boy uh, Marshall got a nice header off of uh, Luke Sean Cross. He was very emphatic on that header. He even fell down. Uh, the number one project baby, Angry Face, uh, number nine, Anthony Marshall. Um. <laughs> And yeah, halftime it was two one to Bashakshi here. Um, I yeah, I put that they got to take one of those midfielders off. Um, but they ended up bringing at halftime they ended up bringing on McTominay for Antoine Zebe and put Matic at center back. Then in the sixty first sixty first minute, Pogba and Cavani came on for Van de Beek and Juan Mata. Um, I did put in the 63rd minute that it should have been a penalty. Um, the dude definitely fouled Cavani in the box, and the ref did not call it. I don't know why. I'm like, I'm seeing that. It looks like a penalty to me. I mean, maybe Cavani did make a meal out of it a little bit, but, like, the dude did come, like, and eye him in the back of the leg. Like, it's not a penalty. Okay. <laughs> uh, but I don't I don't really remember, man, you having very many good chances. Um, by that time, I mean, in the second half, maybe they had like one or two, but I can't really remember. Um, yeah, it's just up and down for Man U. 2-1 loss to Bashak Shahir. And last game, I, I didn't really watch much of this game, but um, Barcelona versus Dinamo Kiev. Barcelona ended up winning 2-1. Of course, Messi scored a penalty. Um, and then who else scored? Oh, PK scored a header off of a Antifati cross. Ter Stegen started, I think, his first time this whole season and saved Barcelona's ass. So many great saves. But, but, um, but also, a big shout-out big shout out to Kiev goalie. He was balling out too, dog. Yeah, he had a few too. He had a few yeah, too. And he was like 17 or some stupid number. He's like a kid. Oh, wow. Uh, also, your boy Dembele started on the left side today. It was kind of going off with that right foot. No, that was uh, Ansu Fati, sir. No. I watched a, there was a couple plays where actually it was really nice. Osman Dembele not only had a play where he it was when he like he did like a turn with this off the left side made a right shot so clean that he like does that nice shot right and it's a corner kick because the goalie deflected it. It was about to be a nice goal and he goes is like right, I'm gonna take this corner kick. I'm gonna take this corner kick right footed to him. Like you just like this dude just the both leg king man two leg king taking corner kicks to both feet. <laughs> well, I thought I thought you meant like started the match, but he no, yeah sorry, sorry. yeah yeah. Um, he came on the 60th minute for Anton Griezmann, uh, still getting subbed out early in matches. Doing um, nothing in the match, too. Huh? Doing nothing in the matches, too. Not not at all. I mean, literally, like, one of the worst players I watch. I mean, he's worse than Luis Suarez. It's pretty crazy. Um, <laughs> like, and the reason, like, the reason he's worse than Luis Suarez is, 
I mean, this is so like such a technical kind of thing. When Luis Suarez like starts to get close to the box, he puts his back on the defender. Like he's looking for the ball. Griezmann still is like having his shoulder pointed towards the goal. It's like, I mean, no, and it's not like he does it every time. It's like, you just really don't want the ball. And it's just so annoying and whack. And it's, I, I, I mean, to be honest, I hate watching Barcelona play. I hate it. I hate seeing Messi with six people in front of him. Yeah. Like six Barcelona players in front of Messi. I hate that. <laughs> I want to see only the goalie and the, and the, the goal in front of Messi. I want to see. I want to see Messi coming off that wide side, destroying people just the back line. I don't want to see him picking the ball up at the half line. I'm like, damn, are you? Are you just? Can you just admit you're a center mid now? It's so obnoxious. The penalty he won was dumb. I mean, he's still so dangerous when he starts dribbling close to the box and everybody's afraid of him. I still don't know why on earth they don't just push him right. But um, he did win the penalty that he made. But yeah, it's very obnoxious watching Barcelona play. other matches, PSG did lose to RB Leipzig. Um, 2-1. They played without Neymar and without Mbappe. Um, Di Maria scored and also missed a penalty. Um, Moises Keane gave the assist for Di Maria on that goal, which is like in the sixth minute. It was a really nice pass. Um, Keane also... I think, yeah, his shot won the penalty that Di Maria missed. He shot the ball. I'm pretty sure, yeah, yeah, he shot the ball, went off the dude's arm. Um, Di Maria had the penalty saved. Uh, Then later on, Kimpembe had a handball, and that's what gave RB Leipzig the second goal for them to win that match. But it's going to be tough for PSG no matter what, playing without Neymar and Mbappe. Um, gonna go down the rest of the scores really fast. Uh, Munchen Gladbach beat Shakhtar 6 0. Real Madrid, what the hell were y'all doing? Um, RB uh, Bayern beat RB Salzburg 6 2. City beat Olympiacos 3 0. Porto beat Marseille 3 0. Marseille is gonna go out of Champions League with zero points for sure. Liverpool beat Atalanta 5-0. What's going on here, guys? Um, Ajax beat uh, Midgeland 2-1. Zenit and Lazio tied 1-1. This after Lazio beat BBB. But they had to go all the way to Russia. Um, Juventus beat Ferenc Cavaros. I did watch the highlights of this. Your boy Ronaldo was trying to score so bad, but Morata was getting him. <laughs> Brace today. Yeah. Uh, BBBB Club Bruges 3 0. Sevilla beat Krasnodar 3 2. They were down 2 0, came back and won 3 2. Uh, Chelsea beat Wren 3 0. Yeah, and that's it. So, yeah, Champions League, Champions League match day four is on the 24th. And I think in between that, we got an international break. So hopefully, um, is it, is it uh, condom ball qualifiers um, during this time? Um, let me let me check that really fast because we might get some daggone qualifiers. 
Uh, yeah, so starting on November 12th, we got some Cannonball World Cup qualifiers. I, uh, I think Neymar might still be hurt, though. By that How bad time. was his injury? Hmm? How bad was his injury? It wasn't bad, but I think they were saying he might miss like three matches, but I feel like he's going to miss these uh, international. Hopefully he just stays in France. I, I, hope he, I hope he misses. I want him to get rest. I was I was saying it's just way too much, man. Even the Champions League, like, Jesus Christ, dude. Like, feels like we're Champions League every week. Can we just, like, slow down a little bit? Holy crap, man. And yeah. these guys play, are guys are still playing two weekly games during a Champions League week? What are we doing here? <laughs> it'll be nice to see Barcelona. I mean, Barcelona. It'll be nice to see Brazil without Neymar, just see, like, how they get a crack. Me too. I mean, did they do the call-ups for that one already? I don't think so. But, I, but maybe. I never I even see them anymore. Call up Vinny. Is it Vinny J, Vinny J time? Vinny J time or what? You know, we're Vinny gang right here. They, you know what? They might not want to claim my ball out too hard. Like, who's, who's Neymar? He might go off. <laughs> like, um, you, you play – you be that guy with Brazil. Brazil got a bunch of killers that can score. It's not a big deal. You can you can do that all you want on that team. Pass the ball, man. Go ahead. You feel me? I, um, also, oh, this is what I wanted to say earlier, um, but I'm glad I said it later. Um we're going to be doing uh, intro music for We Made It Podcast, the uh, Fuck Donald Trump instrumentals for for the foreseeable future. Whenever I feel like not doing it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but for now, that's going to be the music playing for sure. Yo, I mean, this announcement by y'all, <laughs> no saying this. I'm down. Let's go. I'm with too. He said, for the foreseeable future, as the audio man that We Made It Podcast, I'm bumping this. Uh, uh, F Donald Trump, no matter what, instrumental. <laughs> no matter what. Might just play it right now. <laughs> Relax, <laughs> um, So, before we all the way wrap it up, um, there's been some talk about Messi. I'm not going to sit here and read articles or get into direct quotes, but it was reported that uh, Messi and Ronald Coleman had some kind of bust up recently. We don't know if it's necessarily true or not, but um, he did come out saying that, you know, he said that Leo is the best player in the world. I love his ambition and winning character. I have no difficulties um, with him, whatever. I kind of disagree with that. I kind of don't think they're cool. Um, but also, Kike Setien who managed Barcelona for a short while, he said that it is difficult to manage Messi. And he basically said, like, you know, who am I to try to change the situation? He also mentioned something with that. He said that Messi's not very much of a vocal kind of person. He doesn't talk much. And we've been kind of speculating that for a long time. It's nice to see one of his managers confirm what we've been saying. Um, but going back to Ronald Coleman, also Joaquin of... Real Betis said that Ronald Coleman is garbage, and he said he wouldn't even make him the kit man on his team. <laughs> um, what, what do you think about what's going on with that? Um, it's your favorite player. I, I'm trying not to read into it too much because I know, like, it's a lot of playing going on right now, a lot of games, a lot of exhaustion. I, I feel like these things happen, but Barcelona kind of has an extra spotlight on them based upon the mess that, cre- that Messi created. 
the 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 scandal that Messi harbored and the atmosphere that he created. It's like now these things are going to happen when it's not all dandy. They're going to jump on it like nothing, you know. And it's it's like I'd be hypocritical if I was to think that with the Benzema situation and Vinny was nothing but to think this is something. That'd be kind of hypocritical of me. But I, I I really don't think it's nothing. But it's it only reinforces a lot of murmurs and and feelings that a lot of players echo about Komen and and appointment how his time at Everton was and other clubs he was coaching, uh, how they're doing now. And, you know, it's, it's just – it's it kind of falls in line with that. So, you know, do I think that it's nothing? No, I think it's definitely something to it because from the beginning, before Messi was, was um, coming in, I remember some of the headlines were like, oh, we're going to move forward regardless Messi or not, and this project is going to happen. Then all of a sudden it was this project needs Messi. I'm like, okay, like y'all are mad at consistent, like, you don't even know what the hell you're doing, so it's kind of like they're just festering in their own in their own stuff. They made they made this for themselves. They made this bed, and so these problems are going to persist until I think Messi's gone. As Messi gets older, he's not going to accept that he's losing talent. He's never going to accept that he's a true athlete, a competitor. I don't think he's going to accept that his skills are like waning. So he's going to have these issues. The coaches that want to like minimize his role. And he's going to be like, nah, dog, you know who I am? Like, so I think these things are going to happen. Yeah, and and he's – if there's one thing that Messi knows is that he is the club. So he's always going to wield that power, and he's not afraid to, like, you know, wield that axe and, and chop. Like, he don't care. There's not one coach in the world, I think, other than – uh, Pep Guardiola that Messi would be like very comfortable with but maybe even Guardiola wouldn't be like Guardiola this week came and came out and said like I'm not going back to, I'm not going back to Barcelona like the chapter's over I feel like Bar- I feel like Guardiola seeing the, how Barcelona's playing he's like I'm not about to be uh, <laughs> having this dude drop back and like he, Pep wouldn't be able to do his tactics at Barcelona at all not with those players and not with the way Messi's going to play. And Pep is not going to be able to tell Messi, like, look, this is what you need to do. Like, Messi's the club. So do I think that he probably had some issue with Komen? I think they probably did. You're not going to come out in the media and say that. But it's toxic at Barcelona. Somehow they're 3-0 in Champions League, nine points. Uh, Mostly because I think Juventus didn't have Ronaldo for that first match. Um. But, you know, they're doing they, – they still haven't played good football, though. No, and that's key. I mean, in the past, you were talking about how Barcelona has played good football, and it's shown towards the end that eventually catches up to them when they go get some top-tier talent. They caught that 8-2, and they still look like a team that would lose 8-2 to Bayern. They look I mean, like that. Even when I was watching them play a little bit today, I was like, oh, this just – I don't get that. I don't, I don't get – I don't see these game breakers. I just see, like, Messi and, and, and nine other guys in front of him running around, you know, and – it, it's, it sucks because what I, we wanted from Messi to be gone is just to see, like, Barcelona, like, a new-age Barcelona be fun to watch. Like, see who who wants to take that, you know, who wants to rock that 10, who wants to go for it, who wants to be that person. You know, when we were thinking that Dembele, we made a prediction Dembele could be the person. Somehow people in the public think, and Sofati's this guy. You know, we'll see moving forward. But it's like Barcelona's in this weird year where I know they won't win at all. So they're just kind of like tween and it's – kind of ugly to watch. 
Very. But the three no Champions League, so yay. Yeah, I mean they lost to they lost to Bayern eight two. Bayern only Bayern beat Lyon three zero. I think right now Lyon might beat Barcelona. <laughs> um, the signings they made they good a little deeper this time. Yeah, and also like has has Barcelona gotten better? Although I don't although I don't think Luis Suarez is like. You need him, but it's better than just having Griezmann. My second Barcelona game watching. What's the what's this? Why are we losing our minds over Dest? What what's going on here? The guy, he's just regular. Yeah, he's regular. He's re- he he's not bad. He's he, no, he's not he's bad. Like, I say he's, I never is a bad yeah. player. I'm like he's just I'm not you know he's like oh you want to order Zelda? You can have him too. It's not a big deal. Like I'm not gonna lose my mind, dog. It's cool. I'll find another one. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> oh. Oh, I don't know if we talk about this. I was watching a little bit of a I, – I feel like I might have mentioned this last uh, week, but I was watching a little bit of a Wolves uh, – Wolverhampton match, and Nelson Semedo was out there. Looked like the Nelson Semedo of old. He had to just get out that he toxic to, area. He like, let's go. I'm about to get off. Dribbling, putting moves on people, making runs, and like literally like how he looked in the beginning of Barcelona until like – whatever happened and he just had to be like just don't be trying to outshine Messi. That's how I think. Yeah they're like they're like we didn't want two Dembele's out here. Jesus Christ man but both of y'all gotta get injured. So you just gonna call him Dembele because he's black. No because they're both balling with dribbling the ball. No one else does that on that team. Yeah true. So like, you just call the only two guys that were like putting moves was them two. <laughs> like, you feel me? And they're both on the at the time on the right side of the field. It was so awkward. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, um, any any. Well, how about before we get out of here, check the um, election map one more time. Is there any changes? No, but there is some murmurs oh. that Georgia might end up being blue too, which would be kind of wild. I, I'm I like I've been hearing that, but I don't really think that's going to happen. I mean, but- it, they're they're talking. The numbers are looking kind of wild. That they said that the the rural urban divide is happening in Georgia right now. Um, so I guess I guess they weren't expecting that many people from the urban communities in, in Georgia to vote, and they went hard in Georgia. Apparently, Georgia's having all-time records in voter turnouts. So, <laughs> hey man, you know Atlanta might be trying to make something happen. You never know. So I'm giving I'm giving Scooter all the credit. I'm gonna give Scooter definitely credit for that. Um, so the 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 numbers are the same because unfortunately uh, Arizona is in our time zone. So they said they're gonna turn in late tonight. Uh, probably be something around nine o'clock, eight o'clock. They, and they also said they're going to be, they have, they're going to be counting through the night too. They have new people working a night shift, so they said their announcement going to be tomorrow morning. Arizona, um, you said. Arizona said official announcement tomorrow morning, and uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. But there's potential that Georgia might flip. So even if if that happens, that'll be even a bigger margin, which would be kind of crazy. So. That'll be yeah. like the only southern, uh, only like southern that southern corner state that decided to go with him. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's funny because Georgia was, <laughs> I mean, here I go, but Georgia was founded as an all-white state initially, and what happened was it just like they were they were like going to be all white with no slavery because it's all white people. But the ruling class started treating the poor whites like slaves 
<laughs> and they would just leave <laughs> because they can blend in and just dip. So <laughs> eventually they brought in sla black slaves. <laughs> and was that, boy, was that a mistake because now this state that was founded as all white has the highest percentage of black people out of any state in the country. Out of any state, and it's probably going to be one of their biggest flips in history. They're going to have the, the some some like some counties, like for example, like they're showing like this county. It's like there's an eighty percent vote for Trump. Like literally four thousand people voted for Trump, and six hundred people said Biden. So some counties like that, but some of the main populated areas, the bigger counties, showing some different numbers. Dog Atlanta, some of these areas are really showing some 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 different numbers, which. What do you think, uh, the, the, if we're talking about rural Georgia, you're talking about those demographics kind of line up to what you're saying, what the history of Georgia is founded on, like b being all white. So majority white areas in these, in, in these parts, majority landowners are white, but the, but, but the well, people sneaking, what we found out about Atlanta and, and some parts of and Georgia is that a lot of more diversity we, than it's been happening over the years. Some of these artists talk about how the city is growing, more money, more people coming in. I've known people that have moved there to go work, and there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, uh, changes there. So the turnout is coming up. If if turnout is increasing, what do you think that's going to be increasing in the rural area, or the the populated cities with a lot of young people who don't typically go and vote? So you're gonna obviously that that's all in favor of Biden. A higher number is gonna favor him because these our rural counties, these families have always done the same thing for a long time. In the big cities. There's colleges, all kind of things changing. So interesting to see that. It's interesting to see it's it's, it's these numbers. I I don't this election for me. It's like what we're saying could be this now. And when you publish this, it'll probably, some of these results might come in. It'll be like, whoa, that's crazy. Like it's a bigger divide, bigger bigger gap than we thought it was going to be. A lot of people thought it was going to be super close, like by two. And if Georgia flips and then Arizona Nevada, boom, that's a, that's like ten. That's like 40 points. That's like 40 points right there. Look at Caesar all excited. <laughs> so stupid. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, Atlanta is the gay capital of America. And though, and they, what, what, what is? Mm, the city's the gay, who, who? Long Beach? Long Beach, yes. Oh, stop it. Atlanta is the gay capital of America. Caesar, you really going to tell me Long Beach? Yeah, the second biggest gay population in California is in Long Beach. Okay, that's cute, but Atlanta is the gay capital. America, too, largest population, but I right, go off, though. Once again, Atlanta is the gay capital of America. They can try. And We're the champs. <laughs> and if, if, if Georgia flips, I'm going to give them all the credit. Yeah, if Georgia flips, we made it, it's going to go visit. That's what we're going to do. If Georgia flips, we're going to go visit. And, and 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 ironically, the first place I seen two women kiss was in Atlanta. Oh, um, Caesar left. Uh, not mentioned. We did elect the first transgender Congress member. So big shout out. I forgot Delaware. to mention. Was Delaware. Delaware. McBride. I think it. Was, yeah, I think it was McBride. Sarah McBride, maybe. Let's look at. Was she Congress or Senate or Senate? I can't remember. I think yeah, she was a senator actually. I kind of can't remember. She, Sarah McBride becomes first transgender state senate in U.S. history. 
So big shout out to, to Sarah McBride, um, Delaware, like Bam said. Wait, so is it like the the federal senate or the state senate? The state, the for, for the state of Delaware. Hey man, hey, whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> yeah. That's a big change. That's big. Good for her. Um, um, yeah, big for her. That's cool. So big shout out. No, I mean, what? Like the funny. The only thing I got for Delaware is I remember one time we were like driving from Virginia up to like New York. I think it was. And like it was like, welcome to Delaware. And then it was like ten minutes later. Please make sure you visit Delaware again. I'm like, God damn, this place is small. Like, I've, not only have I not been to that part of America, I can't even imagine myself. But I do want to go there only with Bam though one day to go to that part of the world. That'd be hilarious. Not like that. Jesus Christ, dude. Just come on now. <clears throat> so only because that. Hey, he's probably the only person that make it entertaining. It'll make it with me, me, you, and Targ actually would be a good fun in like Delaware. That'd be hilarious. Uh, I literally know nothing about Delaware. I can't even. I can only name you the the, the capital of Delaware, but um, that's it. I mean, Delaware it turned up. Um, but anyway, episode one seventy seven. We made a podcast election edition. Um, what we calling this? We got to say something about election. Um, um, I don't know. But please uh, check out my YouTube page. We made it seize. Um, oh, you should have said that in the beginning. I had to unlist my YouTube because I was wilding out last night. It's not for anybody to see unless I want to share it with my friends. Damn. Uh, never doing that on stream again. Uh, What'd you do? What'd you do? Huh? What'd you do? Well, I, I just took an edible when I streamed. Oh, uh-uh. Um, also, big shout out to Oregon for legalizing a ton of more drugs you can do. Oregon's wilding out. Go off. Uh, cocaine, heroin, all legal in Oregon. Wow. Uh, can't it's wait like to see the 15% tax on those. Um, so, it's like Portugal. Uh, <clears throat> straight up. I guess they're like, fuck it. Why not? No, it's Oregon. Um, so, yeah. Please check it out. Please check out the Humble Class Taquitos on Twitch. Also, my boy Sergio. That boy Sergio's been streaming the game. Watchdog Legions. It just came out. Please check him out. Uh, Bam hates every game except for Apex. Luckily enough, tonight, the new season of Apex drops. 9 p.m. Pacific time. Unfortunately, I will not be streaming it, but I will be streaming it tomorrow. The new season Apex, Map Olympus. Big C's Apex C's is back now. I'm back doing the Apex. We're back at it. I took my two-season break. Let's get it cracking again. Yeah. Holler.